If you are wondering what it's really like launching your first online course as a yoga teacher, this week's episode in the Blissful Biz podcast is for you. I'm talking to Veronica Kruter, yoga and tango teacher from Buenos Aires, who just launched her first course, Yoga for Tango Dancers, with the help of my program, the Blissful Biz Accelerator. Veronica shares everything, what it took to grow her audience from scratch, how she launched with a free challenge, and what her biggest struggles were on the way. And if you want to learn how many people signed up for her challenge and how many bought her course, you just have to listen in. I couldn't be more proud and I'm so happy for Veronica's success. Her students are so lucky to have her and I'm 100% sure that she will help them get great results. She's one of the nicest people I've met online, down to earth, hardworking and incredibly talented. I'm sure she'll have amazing success in the future and I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Vero. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so can you tell us a little bit more about your journey and what you're doing? Yeah, so um, I'm teaching yoga. I also teach tango. And I actually started doing yoga because of tango. So I've been teaching tango for a lot longer. And uh, so I... I started doing yoga as a way to keep my body in shape. And then I kind of discovered that it wasn't just for my body. It was also really useful for my mind and my emotions and just managing the whole, um, the whole process, the whole spiritual process, the internal process, um, everything, every aspect of it, including, of course, the physical process of um, improving my dance and And just managing that uh, lifestyle of dancing and, and yeah, just being connected to the body and the mind and heart. So love that you started as a tango dancer. How long have you been dancing? Uh, it's been almost 16 years. Oh, wow. And you live in Buenos Aires, right? So like the, the, the heart, the homeland of tango. <laughs> yep, exactly. This is sort of the every tango dancer's dream, the, the, at least once in a lifetime pilgrimage to Buenos Aires. <laughs> But uh, for me, it was not just the one pilgrimage, although I certainly thought that within one trip, I would, you know, become this tango star and everybody would want to take lessons from me. And <laughs> <laughs> then I realized I had to come back here many, many more times. And eventually I decided to move here. And you're teaching tango and yoga, right? Yep. Or Yeah, teaching both. That's so amazing. And yes, yeah, so you came to me because you did my course, the Blissful Biz Accelerator, and we worked together on your online course. So in this episode, I want to really get into all the details as deep as possible about what you did, how you launched it, and what your experience was like. Um, so tell us about your online course. Like, what is it about? What, did, what are you offering? 
Yeah, sure. Um, well, first of all, I just have to say that I'm so, so happy that I did your course. It was so helpful. Um, so, and it motivated me to really get my, um, get my act together and bring my, my content online and um, just be able to have a wider audience. Um, so the course sort of started, I, I knew I wanted to teach yoga online and we had sort of talked about finding a niche and I had mentioned that my existing audience were mostly tango dancers because that's who I've been teaching for, for many years. Um, so there was the idea to do a, a yoga for tango dancers course, which I had a lot of doubts about. Um, I wondered if anybody would even, well, I wondered if it was a big enough uh, group of people um, that anyone would even purchase the course. Yeah, um, I remember that we talked about that. <laughs> And yes, I mean... I was pretty sure that niching was the right way to go. Um, but of course, it's always a little bit of a risk. And because it has, there was nothing out there, it's not like it wasn't really a proven um, niche or target group, right? That was really the big unknown. Yeah, exactly. So it was, I had so many doubts. Um, but yeah, you really encouraged me to, um, to stick with it and to explore it a little bit deeper. and. Uh, I'm really glad that I did because there's just so much out there, um, so much that can be done with that. And I really love being able to uh, serve my students, my tango students, uh, in a way that's kind of a different approach than what they get from a tango class. So, yeah. Yes, I think that's what I felt right from the beginning was the passion you had for yoga and for tango and like really bringing that together. It's just shown through that. So, yeah, and, and I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I feel like over the years of teaching tango, I realized, you know, I've gotten my students to a certain point where they can dance pretty competently. But um, but then once it gets to learning sort of the more subtle aspects of the dance, they really uh, need a little bit more body awareness. And yoga is just a more, or it seemed to me that yoga was a, a much better way to approach that um, concept of body awareness. So it seemed like a natural progression to so go from teaching It's only about to getting more flexible or being able, I don't know, to get your leg up there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, for tango dancers, it's certainly helpful to be very flexible, but you don't, don't need to put your body into some kind of crazy pretzel shape in order to be able to <laughs> dance. Um, just even a little bit of flexibility goes a long way um, in every aspect of the dance. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so what else are you um, teaching them? What's the transformation you are giving them in, with your course or with your content? Well, I sort of decided to divide the course up into sections that focused on the biggest struggles that tango dancers have and to include um, relevant tango exercises with the yoga practices. So I didn't want to spend too much time in the yoga practices um, talking about tango-related technique so as to kind of keep the focus on the body awareness um, and to not overwhelm students with a whole bunch of information. Um, so I have five sections and, well, really six sections because the first section I focus just on uh, general body awareness, just waking up the entire body, doing some full body practices. And then I moved into uh, hips and shoulders and hamstrings, which is tends to be kind of the, the tighter area for most dancers, especially those of us who are uh, used to being in front of the computer or have desk jobs or stuff like that. So just opening up into those areas. 
Um, and then we moved into some spinal flexibility, which um, is very important for tango dancers since there's a lot of torsion happening in the dance, um, a lot of twisting. And then from there, I take it even deeper into some back bends and uh, working a little bit more with improving posture. Posture is a big thing for tango dancers. It helps the dance a lot. So having, uh, having good posture in, in your life is also um, very helpful. And then we finish off with some fluidity sequences to kind of make it more of a dance, um, focus on the fluidity and coordination of movements. Um, so moving a little bit quicker through the asanas. So um, amazing. I mean, I'm not, I don't dance and I want to do the course. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, you can certainly, you can certainly benefit people in general. It doesn't have to be just for dancers. Um, mm. Although, you know, the focus is for dancers, but it can definitely influence um how are you yeah. presenting the the content so do you have like yoga videos or um also like pdfs or something what's the format yeah it's mostly videos um i found that uh yeah the video instruction is probably the most beneficial for my audience um i do have some text along with it just sort of introducing what each topic is about and uh, giving just a few pointers of what they should be focusing on that's relevant to their tango dancing um, And then I have a, a private Facebook group for anyone in, in the course so that they can ask questions and I can give them more feedback and share a few more tips and um, start to have that conversation so that I kind of can get an idea of what their experience is from their side since I obviously don't have them here in the studio and can't watch them. <laughs> I think that's so great if you have that community aspect as well, right? So to bring people yeah. together and connect with them, yeah. Yeah, and it seems like people really enjoy the community aspect of it. Um, and I, especially now because uh, we can't be out dancing. So, I mean, mm -hmm. with everything that's going on in the world right now, basically nobody can, can dance. We can't have social dances. So I think it's a nice way for people to stay connected to that community. That's so true. But it's also in other courses. It's always like, you know, people ask so often, Why should people? Why would people buy my course if there are so many free videos already on YouTube? And um, I always say it's really it's the full package. It's um, first it's like this plan that you give people the system, and then it's the access to you and it's the community. So obviously, sometimes depending on your audience and what you are doing, it can be community can be a bigger part or a smaller part. Um, or the plan is a bigger part or a smaller part. But yeah, that's what makes it uh, really a successful online course. It's not the number of videos, it's the full package and the plan. And you obviously structured it really well to give people this, like this plan that they can follow along to really see improvements in their tango practice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would definitely agree that having the whole package uh, is definitely what is intriguing to people. I did run a, a free five-day challenge that was very similar um, just before I launched the course. And I had the same progression, but they were shorter videos. And there were, there were some emails sent out with you know, how it's relevant to Tango, um, but it really didn't go into too much depth. It was sort of mm. for, to give people a taste. Um, but I think that in, in the end, what, what um, people really appreciated about the the full course was all of those aspects so the community as you say and the um and having more in-depth uh explanations and practices and yeah just getting the whole the whole thing 
That's so cool. So yeah, let's go deeper into what you did to launch it. Um, first, I know we spent a long time just like in the content phase, right? In the, I call it like the runway to the launch, just like creating content and blog posts and videos and trying to build your email list. And mm -hmm. I, I remember it was really difficult. Can you tell us about that and where you started? And yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the, the part that I had so many doubts. Um, and it was definitely quite a process of, um, of really learning how to, to put content out there that is educational um, and really beneficial and answering people's questions and basically serving your community. Um, so rather than you know, a lot of the content that you see out there might be like, oh, here's a picture of me in like a fancy yoga pose. And that <laughs> might be inspiring, but, um, but I think that making that switch into like, okay, here's three tips on how this can help you uh, is really useful for, for your audience um, to build a relationship with that audience. Um, that's what I noticed is like people would start to write to me um, oh, thank you so much for the tips. This has really been helpful. And that gave me motivation to keep uh, offering more and more. Um, even though sometimes it was very difficult to get myself to write those posts because I haven't been doing much writing. Um, so I really had to sit down and, and think about these topics in a lot of depth, which was also really great for me because I, I studied um, several things that I, didn't, that I hadn't really thought about before. So I, went, I learned a lot more. Um, but yeah, building that audience was very challenging. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's important to realize that this can be a long journey and that you need to take, it's, just, it's going to take time to find your voice, to find your topic, to find out what your audience engages with, what questions they have. And it's, it's, it's also never ending. So, and from there, it's just there's a circle that it's just going to grow and grow and grow when you launch your course again or put it on evergreen. And the more content you put out there, the more you get back as well from feedback. Yeah, so, and exactly. I always thought that your content was uh, had an was an amazing quality. So, oh, thank you. Like really, <laughs> um, it was so obvious how much work you put in there, how much effort, and not that, that it read like it wasn't much work, but you know, like it was just really, really well written and um, thought out, and yeah, so. I can see that you put a lot of work in that, definitely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's interesting also just having the faith that, um, you know, you're putting out all this stuff, you're spending hours and hours of putting out free content, basically, without knowing whether you're going to have success in the end with the course, whether it's even going to interest people. And so you just kind of have to go through it with faith that it's, it's going to work out, it's going to be something that impacts other people, and uh, it's going to work out for all the time and effort you put into it. I know that from it's my experience as well. It takes time, and then, and suddenly there comes there's a point where it takes momentum, where suddenly it's like oh it's picking off. But before, like the first year, probably for me, it was like okay, you're writing, you're posting, and it feels like you're just like shouting out it in the world, and you're all alone there, and who's even looking at it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yes, and it just. 
but then suddenly it's going to happen. And for you, it happened with the challenge, right? So you decided to launch with the challenge uh, because of Yes. That. Yeah, it, it definitely the challenge was something that people were really interested in. Um, I think, well, a lot of things changed because I had put out that challenge during the time when we were shifting into kind of quarantining, everybody was at home. So a lot of people were sort of already looking for something they could do uh, to keep up with their bodies. Um, that could be more of a solo practice rather than to be dancing with a partner. So I guess in that way it was the, the ideal time um, because everyone was really looking for, for something. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think a lot of people really enjoyed the challenge and, and it was definitely very useful to put that out there and give people How many people did you have in the challenge? I had almost 700 people. That's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's so amazing. That's super cool. And how long was it? Was it five days? Or? It was five days, yeah. And what did you do in the challenge? So how uh, did you... So it was, Yeah, it was basically um, structured in a similar way as my course. So um, these sections were the same as what I described earlier, um, but they were just shorter practices. And I didn't really go into depth with, uh, with tango so much. It was more for them to get a taste of yoga because I think a lot of the people um, were, were probably people who have not, not done yoga before. So I tried to make it very accessible, but also still challenging for people who have done yoga. Um, And so, yeah, they were short practices, 15 to 20 minutes. And then they would get an email every day that would explain how that practice helped them in their tango dance. And then you shared the video with them or? Mm -hmm. They would get the video on that same okay. email. So you yeah. put and the so video. So they had to wait every day to get the So you the had to put one. the video on YouTube or where, what did you do? I put it on YouTube, but I made it unlisted um, mm -hmm. so that people, only people with the email uh, would get the link. Um, so that they, yeah, so that they would actually um, okay. have that. Yeah. So 700 people is amazing. Did you survey your audience um, to find out more if they've done yoga or so did you feel like you learned more about your audience that's going to help you moving, moving on in the future? Um, I didn't survey them, but I did get some email responses, uh, people asking me questions, uh, telling me a little bit about their own personal situation. Not a whole lot, but, um, but enough to sort of uh, give me some idea of what, who my audience actually was, which was really interesting. And now with the course out um, and having the Facebook group, uh, now I'm really learning what, is, mm -hmm. uh, what are pe people's experience uh, from the other end. And, uh, and yeah, so I have learned so much about who my audience is, um, who I'm actually putting this information out there for, um, just through that Facebook group. So that's been really great. So you ran the challenge and then I'm guessing at the end of the challenge, you invited them into your course, right? Yes. Yep. So, um, can you tell us uh, more? I think, yeah, because we already talked about it and you had this super interesting pricing model. Can you explain more about that? What you did there? Yeah, well, I sort of decided that, um, you know, now is a time that people need yoga more than ever. And I wanted to, the course to be accessible to as many people as possible. Um, so I decided to make for this one launch, um, this one time, a sort of choose your price um, pricing model. Um, and I gave different levels based on your economic situation so that anybody who's affected by the, um, the, by the situation we're in 
uh, economically can still hopefully afford even, you know, going from a, going to a, using one of the lesser prices. Um, and I sort of trusted that the audience would um, make the decision that was appropriate for their economic situation. Uh, you know, knowing that I also need to <laughs> pay my bills and <laughs> have put a lot of time and, and effort into the course. So um, I was really surprised at how many people actually did pay the full price. Um, and, or even people, I even got a message from a woman who said, well, my situation is a little bit fluctuating. She's not really sure about her economic situation, but she appreciated just the fact that I offered those different prices and she wanted to pay the full price just to support me. So that was so, uh, encouraging and I guess unexpected. Um, so what, what were your pricing models? So you had three different prices and people could decide what they were going to pay or... You know, I started off with three prices and very quickly I got an email from somebody saying uh, that the higher price was too high. The mid price seemed too low. Is there an, a possibility for another <laughs> price in between? Um, so I decided in the end to have four prices. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, I'm always teaching, keep it simple, keep it simple. And there you are putting up the four prices of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But you didn't have payment plans, right? I didn't offer payment plans. Okay, no. so yeah. that makes it easier then. Yeah. <laughs> <Already>. <laughs> And do you want to share how many courses you sold? Because I know it's been a really great success for you. Yeah, so um, I sold 58 by the time that the sort of deadline um, to for this launch was. But I kept the course enrollment open Uh, so that anybody who wanted to still take the classes could could join later on. Um, so I did get four more people after that oh. who purchased the course too. Yeah, and they still have all those um, pricing options, or is it now is simpler and just one? Yeah, they still have those pricing options until the end of the course. So because I'm sort of dripping out the content each week, um, I've just made that whole launch period time. So I think I launched it. Uh, two weeks, almost three weeks ago now, and the whole full course is six weeks. Um, so they're getting new content each week. So until the end of those six weeks, they can take advantage of that pricing and they can get all the bonuses. Okay. What are your bonuses? What bonuses do you have? Well, the Facebook group is one of the bonuses. Okay. Um, an, another bonus is a, um, let's see, they, they have access to my Spotify playlist if they like to practice to music. Um, there was a, oh, a yin class. So, um, most of the content in my, in my course is vinyasa. Um, but they also get this yin class and they get a 15 minute, like a, a yoga warm up for dancing. Cool. Good. So they can yeah. do that before their dance class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, once we get back to dancing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good idea that I learned actually to put a Facebook group as a bonus because, If you want to be legally really on the safe side, um, Facebook can't be part of your sold program. You're legally not allowed to sell Facebook, the use of Facebook, right? So that's in okay. Facebook's terms. That's why a lot of like the big marketeers put it like in the bonuses. So it's not really part of the course. And it's also because you don't really um, know what Facebook going to do if they happen to decide next, like tomorrow, that they're going to make their groups, I don't know, paid products. <laughs> you right. maybe wouldn't want them in their course, but if you sold it as part of your course, um, you would be obliged to offer it to your students. 
Right, exactly. (laughs) So, no, but legally you're definitely on the safer side to offer it as a bonus. That's why, that's why you do it. Yeah, and I also figured time-wise, I mean, um, just the amount of time, like I would like to really be available during this, these six weeks um, while people are doing the course, um, while there's a lot of people doing the course um, to answer people's questions. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I can be that accessible 24 seven all the time, even after the launch of the course, you know, so that's a good part. Good. Yeah. So you're going to plan to have like this live version of the course where it's like with the Facebook group and personal support and in the community and in between you have it evergreen, but not with that kind of support and no Facebook. Right. Exactly. Oh, and that also reminds me that one of the other bonuses were um, 60 minute live classes each week. Okay. So that's something I'm sort of offering to my general yoga community, not necessarily tango dancers, um, but it does work with the course in that um, each of those weeks, we're going to focus on the same topic. Okay, so cool. Yeah, next you have to set up now the evergreen version. So like a sales funnel that people who sign up for a freebie or something, they just get automatically into your funnel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited about your success. I really am. Yeah, thank you. Um, feels like it's my success too a little bit. <laughs> oh, absolutely! You went oh this God. journey I together. I would not have known how to do any of this without you. Like I can't even imagine. I mean, I had this like convoluted plan of what I was gonna do. Like, oh, maybe I'll throw a new video on YouTube and just wait and hope that people will find me. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, 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 it's totally your success. You did the work. You really did the work. You did it. So, um, so what are your plans now for the future? Well, um, definitely to continue trying to sell the course, um, offering it to as many people as possible. And I'm um, sort of thinking about starting up a, a membership site uh, so that people who've taken the course have a way to continue practicing with me if they if they want to go even deeper if they really want to continue with their practice and receive new new content so I'm doing now a lot of um, studying up on how to <laughs> run a membership site <laughs> so great yeah don't forget to really build your audience though for your next big launch like, yes yes providing free content and videos and I want to I'm see more of you that, yeah. on YouTube and everywhere Yes, I'm still doing all of that. Yep. (laughs) I know. It's a lot. It's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm sort of getting into the flow and like starting to really enjoy putting content out. And it's definitely very motivating when people interact with your content, when you really feel like, um, like what you're putting out is in some way impacting their lives in a positive way. And they're listening and it's something that they need. There's something so satisfying about uh, just having that, that relationship with your audience. I know. I mean, that's what yoga, te- what yoga teachers love as well. When you have students in the class and you just have their happy face after the class. But yeah. um, I feel, yeah, some somehow sometimes it's, it's um, it can be a deeper relationship because you are with them for a longer time in your online course. So it can right, be really right. rewarding too. It's yeah, on a different level. Yeah, totally. And that's one of the fascinating things that I feel like I've discovered about teaching online versus teaching in a studio is that even in a studio, you don't have that much um, conversation with your with your students. Uh, They come into the class, they might ask a question after the class and then they leave and you might even have regulars, but there isn't so much um, interaction. 
as you have online where people can really keep commenting and um, and keep sort of sharing their experience. It's so true. I mean, I run an online business, so most of my um, interaction with my students is online. Um, I think it's nice to have both, to have that balance and to appreciate, yeah, like what you have with each way of engaging with your students, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good to know, for, to, to learn for people that having an online business or doing something online, it doesn't mean that you're, it doesn't mean only sitting in front of your computer alone. You all, right. you also get something back. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And it's just a really exciting, I think, to be building a community and to, ha you know, create this community that is not um, just one, uh, it's, it's not limited to just one city or one, you know, one studio or, you know, you can really broaden your, your audience and broaden who you work with and make a connection with, or your students can make a connection with you in, in a way where it's like, okay, well, now they can, you, they, you may not be in their city, but um, you might be the right teacher for them. And, and so they can connect with you and, and vice versa. Yes. So. Yes, and also you probably meet a lot of people in Buenos Aires who are coming and going and tourists who might come in for a class or, or oh, practice yeah. tango and then they're leaving but would still like to, you know, like learn from you or work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the last two years I've run um, tango tour groups here and I've included yoga in, in those groups. Um, and so once we can get back to actually dancing and, oh, and uh, once we're no longer social distancing, I hope to be able to get back to running retreats and have them a little bit more yoga focused, um, but still with the component of tango. Yeah. So you've been lucky in a way with the timing that it really worked out for you that um, your students were looking for to do something online and yeah. for you as well right now that you have the time to really focus on that, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, before this, I, I do have other, um, another job, actually. I am also a graphic designer. So before I just had, you know, only part of my day to focus on, on building this business. Um, and so now I have, you know, almost no work for my graphic design clients. And it's really great because, uh, I mean, it's not great that because of the situation they're in, but, um, but it's wonderful for me to really be able to focus a hundred percent on this. And, I kept, uh, before I kept sort of uh, putting off the date of my launch, like, oh, I'll do it in November. No, it'll, okay, it'll happen in January. No, okay, February. And it just kept going on and on. I was putting it off, like, I think six or seven times. And when this, <laughs> when this uh, whole situation happened and I realized I was, you know, losing my, my work, basically, um, I was like, okay, you, this now or never, like, all that fear that I had about launching was okay, it doesn't matter. You just have to get it out there. Uh, so I really actually learned a lot from that, just <laughs> realizing that none of that fear mattered in the beginning anyways. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's what I always say, um, tell people as well, that I feel like I learned so much on this whole entrepreneurial journey about myself, about self-acceptance and self-love, um, so much more than like in all the years that I was working before in corporate. It's, it's a really... Mm. Um, yes, because we are not used to put ourselves out there in this way that, that we do now. Yeah, and yeah, You're just exactly. getting started. So, so what would be um, your tip? What would you tell someone who's just getting started? 
who's just like maybe has this idea in his head about an online course or her head? Well, first of all, don't hesitate to educate yourself in however you want to do that on how to market your course. Um, like I mentioned, your course was completely just invaluable to me. And without <laughs> it, I would have just done whatever. <laughs> so definitely educate yourself um, on how to, how to have success with your launch. Um, and just trust that if you follow those, the steps, it will eventually come back to you. Just be dedicated to um, serving, even if, it's, if you're not getting something back right away. Follow the steps. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm big and I'm like, have a plan, have a plan. Use Asana. <laughs> I'm always saying yeah. that. Are you using Asana already? I don't think you are. <laughs> no, I, I haven't started using it. Yeah, there's still so much more work to be done. <laughs> I promise you're going to get there. I remember when I was working in my first online course and I had so much to do and I wasn't really organized and um, then I was dreaming about cleaning my mother's kitchen. It was this nightmare where it was this never-ending job of, you know. <laughs> and it was like yeah. chaos everywhere. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, I get it. I get it, universe. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I really sat down and made a plan. <laughs> it, had, it really is a mindset thing. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. And then things just become second nature. I feel like, you know, I really didn't know how to create blog posts and now it's just like, okay, yeah, just write another blog post. Like you really do get to a place where it becomes easier. I think. Yes. It's just practice with everything. Yeah. Also like doing videos or Facebook oh, lives yeah. and filming Oh yeah. Yoga just figuring the technology and... out. Like <laughs> how are you going to film your video? What kind of microphone are you going to use? And <laughs> So what oh, kind wait, of I microphone had... are you using? Because that's what everybody's asking. <laughs> um, I'm using a Movo Lav Lavalier mic. Lavalier mic, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's connected um, to your camera or do you... I have an adapter to connect it to my phone so that I can film on my phone because I feel like it has a much better camera than my computer. And I don't have like a fancy camera or anything, so... No, phone cameras are great for videos because they get it gets compressed anyway. So yeah, like most, most phones today have really amazing cameras, sound, yeah, oh, yeah. different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, I was just recording the sound separately and then recording the video that was before I had a mic and mm. it was just, it just took twice as long to do that. Um, so once I got the mic and was able to film and do the audio at the same time, it was just such a game changer, even and though I, I still did. Stupid things like would film an entire class and realize that I didn't have one end of the mic on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think that happens to everyone. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I'm like, Veronica, you know, here you are teaching people about how to be present and you're not even <laughs> present enough with yourself to plug in the microphone. <laughs> so just take a moment, breathe, get present, make sure you have everything plugged in <laughs> and then start your recording. Oh my God. Yes. That's, um, I think everybody does that at least once. <laughs> Just don't do oh it Oh my again. God. I think I do more than once. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're also lucky that you have a good place in your apartment for filming, right? Looked really with the wall yeah. or was that somewhere else? Yes, exactly. It's in my apartment. Um, I actually, I moved here specifically because I already knew that I wanted to make videos and 
I didn't want to have to rent a studio. Oh my God, you did? That was like a decision? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, when I put the word out there, asking if anybody knew of any, you know, apartments for rent, I was like, needs to be quiet, needs to have a a nice space for filming. Like, (laughs) so you've been manifesting it. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been setting myself up for this moment. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> and oh, yeah, your apartment has a little bit of this weirdness. I always touch, so it's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh my God, so very good. This was so interesting and great to talk to you. Um, I wish you all the best and all the success in the world with your business, Yoga for Tango Dancers. I think you're going to be like the expert in the world for that topic. <laughs> And I think there are many, many dancers. And so um, thanks so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Uh, Well, I have a website. You can go to verokrutayoga.com. That's V-E-R-O-K-R-U-T-A yoga.com. And I also Uh, include the link in the show notes. I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. And thank you for everything you've taught me. You're welcome. Thank you. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love talking to Veronica. And if you want to learn more about the Blissful Biz Accelerator, enrollment is open right now. So if you've been thinking about launching your first online course, check it out. Go to susannereicher.com forward slash accelerator. That's susannereicher.com forward slash accelerator. I'll also add the link to the show notes. And there you can learn more, see all the details. And I would love to support you on your journey as a course creator. I see you next week. Thanks for listening in. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannereicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th. And I would love to see you there. It's the make your first or next $5,000 online bootcamp. And you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable, and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get 
five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.